0: Are you really in control of all your actions, or are the decisions you make being predetermined by forces outside your control? Can the ancient wisdom of Zen help us to see the bigger picture of who we are and what life really is? Welcome back, my name is Aaron and this is Mind Science Episode 21. In today's video, I want to take a deeper look into one of the primary teachings of Zen philosophy which is non-doership. Now, all non-dual traditions stress this idea that there is no doer of actions. But to the average person, this statement can sort of seem like an insult to your intelligence. Like, if I pick up this glass of water, are you telling me that I didn't just do that? Come on, you must take me to be a fool. But as with all non-dual teachings, the heart of the teaching lies underneath the surface layer and is one that can only be discovered through contemplation. It cannot be understood as a concept, but it must be seen as a part of one's own direct personal experience. So in this video, I'm going to do my best to invite you into a new way of seeing yourself and your life, which is one that removes you from the cycle of pride and guilt, and allows you to live with true peace of mind. So let's take a closer look at the philosophy of non-doership. The mind acts as a filter for consciousness that creates the sense of duality. Instead of everything being seen as one interconnected happening, the mind portrays it as two separated happenings. There is a seer and the seen. There is a feeler and the felt. An experiencer and the experience. It is out of this perception that the sense of a doer arises. An independent actor which is in full control of everything that happens to it and through it. This sense of being a separate, independent doer is crucial for the ego, because this is what allows us to accept the guilt for all of our decisions and actions. The guiltier we feel, the more identified with the ego we are. The more powerful ego is, the more suffering it creates. The only way out of this trap is through changing our perception of who we are and what life is. The truth is that this sense of being a separate, independent entity with full control over your actions is a complete illusion. Evolution has hardwired this belief into the human psyche, so let's look at how the mind creates this illusion of personal doership. Have you ever blurted something out of your mouth that surprised you just as much as the person you said it to? You thought to yourself, why did I just say that? This was you recognizing that your response, whether it was from anger or panic or excitement, was dictated by something other than you. It was some kind of programmed response, and if you had been given the conscious choice, you wouldn't have wanted to say it. Now, I'm going to ask you to stretch your mind a little bit more. What if this is actually always happening? Not that everything you do is something you didn't want to, but that everything you do is automatic. For example, you may get hungry and say, I want to make a sandwich but you only wanted to make the sandwich because you were hungry, and you only became hungry because the body has physical needs. In actuality, you didn't become hungry, the body became hungry, and you observed it. So are you the doer of hunger? Or does it happen automatically? To stretch this example even further, if you had never heard of a sandwich before, the thought, I want to make a sandwich, would never have appeared. So were you really the thinker of that thought? or was it predetermined by your conditioning? So to look at another example, if I'm carrying a glass of water and somebody carelessly rushes by and bumps into me and makes me spill the water, do I immediately feel guilty for spilling the water? Most likely what happens is I turn to the person who bumped into me and I blame them for making me spill it because in that situation, I realized that I was not the real doer of that action. So in the same way, if I have a bunch of repressed anger from childhood, let's say, and somebody does or says something to me that triggers my anger to spill over, I don't have the same reaction I had in the glass of water example. In fact, my reaction is one of feeling personally guilty for having lost my temper. But just like with the water glass, I didn't have the choice not to be triggered. It was simply an automatic reaction of the subconscious mind on behalf of all my repressed emotion. And it all happened instantly outside of my conscious control. In truth, life was simply showing me something in that moment that I needed to see, which in this scenario would be that I have a lot of repressed anger. So, who was the one doing the trigger? No one. Nobody was triggered. It was just an automatic reaction delivered by the flow of life. So if you understand this example, then you can begin to apply it to any area of your life and see that no action ever happens in a vacuum. I am always being deeply influenced by an innumerable amount of factors outside of my control. And to this recognition, there's really only two possible responses. I should either complain about every undesired outcome that happens to me and blame it on everyone and everything but myself, or simply live from a state of acceptance. The recognition that whatever happens to me, or through me, was my destiny to experience, and it was simply life showing me something about myself. Simple as that. So this is really where the wisdom of Zen is found. That life is either surrender or resistance. In resistance, you act alone, as a separate entity from life. But in surrender, you act with God, and put yourself into harmony with the universe. So it all seems obvious when put like this, of course, but our experience is such that anything unpleasant or undesired that happens to us automatically causes us to feel resistance and frustration and guilt. So why do we fall for this illusion so easily? Let's take a look. When introduced to any action, the mind will always use it to imply an actor. If something is seen, the mind says, I am the seer of it. If something is heard, the mind says, I am the hearer of it. But in truth, there is no person doing either of them. All perception happens effortlessly and automatically, because perception is what you are. The human body has five senses that plug us into this 3D reality. These senses act as filters for consciousness to have different experiences with. When consciousness moves through this filter, it experiences seeing. When it moves through this filter, it experiences hearing, and so forth. So the question is, who is the one doing it all? Is there any effort at all being put into any of these perceptions? The first realization you must have is that the most primal functions of what it means to be a human require no effort or attention whatsoever. Nobody is doing them. They are happening by themselves. This is because the perceiver and the perceived are one. You cannot have a perceiver without a perception. The two are actually one simultaneous happening. So it's more accurate to say that there is seeing but no seer, there is doing but no doer. There is only the one consciousness, one mind which moves effortlessly through each one of us. The belief that I am a separate individual person apart from the rest of life is nothing more than an illusion the mind creates to maintain full control of our awareness. So it's impossible to talk about non-doership without talking about predetermination. Now, predetermination does not mean That God sat down and planned out the whole sequence of events of everything he thought should happen. (laughs) Predetermination means that every wave has the whole ocean behind it. Everything that happens in reality had to happen because of all the preceding events that happened before it. We call this the law of cause and effect. Every action you take can be seen as an effect, and every effect. Has a cause. Cause and effect is one of the seven fundamental laws of the universe. And it means that every action has the whole universe behind it. Every event that happens has been predetermined by all the preceding events, like a chain of dominoes. And non doership is simply the recognition of this fact and results in a total acceptance of life as it is. So if I make a mistake, then I had to make that mistake, and life is simply showing me where I'm at in this moment and what areas I still need to work on. So in a very real sense, there are no mistakes in the universe, simply opportunities to learn. But when we don't see our mistakes as learning opportunities, then we keep repeating the same mistakes again and again, and the dysfunction grows worse. In truth, every action is molded by the past in a sequence of events that goes all the way back to the Big Bang. So to make a statement like, I should have done better, is actually a form of insanity. You did exactly what you should have done based on the way life had conditioned you up to that moment. That's why you did it. It is reality that tells us what we should do. And so feeling guilty for any action is a form of insanity because it is a denial of reality. But the ego, with its belief in personal doership, takes credit for every action that happens and says, I am the personal independent doer of this action. And if this action results in pleasure, I take all of the credit. And if it results in pain, then I shoulder all of the guilt. This is the arrogance of the ego. It's as if the second to last domino in a long chain knocks over the final domino and says, (laughs) I have done it. I have knocked over the last domino. So we need to see that the flow of life is simply happening. It is the eternal Tao. Nobody knows where it comes from or where it's going. All we can do is to become one with it. So to find true and lasting peace of mind is to recognize that I am not the one living my life, but I am being lived. This truth has been spoken by ancient Zen masters for hundreds of years, that you are not the doer of your actions, but the observer of them. So the wisdom of non-doership is that no one is separate from the flow of life, just as no wave is separate from the ocean. The wave does not have the ocean. The ocean has the wave. And likewise, you are not the one living life. Life is living you. The way you respond to any circumstance is a product of your genetics and life conditioning, neither of which you have any control over. There is no independent actor that is deciding all the responses to make and all the actions to take. The computer system of the subconscious is responding to every stimulus you experience, and simply giving back the action it believes is the most accurate. This is why being the observer of your actions and not the doer of them is paramount for spiritual growth. If you observe your actions, you can determine which ones are seen as beneficial and which ones aren't. Every decision you make is deeply influenced by factors outside of your control. It is only the ego which comes in after each action has concluded and says, If life delivers pleasure, I did that. If life delivers pain, ego says, this shouldn't be happening. Thus the ego is stuck in a perpetual cycle of guilt and pride. And because we cling to pleasure and resist pain, we create all of our own suffering. In truth, life either kisses us with pleasure or teaches us with pain, but both are an act of love. The degree to which we resist the lessons we are being asked to learn is the degree to which we suffer. Every thought, feeling, and action is an opportunity to look within yourself and decide who you want to become. So you may be asking, what are the benefits of seeing life through non-doership? If you believe that you are the uninfluenced doer of all your actions, then you must feel guilty for anything that life delivers which isn't pleasure. You must live from the narrative of, I'll be happy once my life contains only pleasure and no pain. Your ego will then be on an endless mission to control life into submission. This creates a cycle of guilt and shame, where living with peace is impossible. If, however, you recognize that I am not separate from life, but I am being lived by it, then no matter what happens to you, it is accepted. If something great happens to you, the response is gratitude. If something painful or challenging happens, then you simply look for the lesson that is being offered to you. You understand that the flow of life is always a mixture of pleasure and pain, and nobody is personally responsible for it. There is no more guilt for who I am or what I've done. If I make a mistake, then the flow of life led me to make that mistake to show me a part of myself That needs to be healed. This is the only way in which inner peace is achieved, and it simply happens as the result of this seeing. In recognizing that controlling your life was always impossible and never actually happened, you no longer attempt it. Instead, you take the role of the observer. You still work hard at your job, pay your bills, and everything else you did before, but you do it all from a place of non-attachment. You don't pretend to know what anything means or what tomorrow may bring. The present moment becomes your eternal home, and the thought of resisting anything that happens no longer arises. This is called in Zen, beginner's mind. Living from a place of childlike innocence, which is actually the highest form of wisdom. So in closing, I'm not presenting any of this as, you should believe this, or this is the right way to think. Non-doership is not something you believe in. It's simply something you contemplate and see if it resonates for you. If you're tired of being trapped in the cycle of pride and guilt, then you'll likely find this teaching to be very liberating. But if something in you is resisting it, then forget about it. Truth comes to us when we are ready for it. So it's not a matter of right or wrong, but simply... Does this teaching help me with where I'm at right now? So as we've discussed, the mind instills this sense of being the doer of everything very strongly. So non-doership is simply to observe all of your actions as if they're happening outside of your control. And as you begin to do this, this perception starts to stick more and more, and you slowly lose the need to feel pride when good things happen or guilt when bad things happen. You recognize that life is either kissing you with pleasure or teaching you with pain, but both are love. So simply take the seat of the timeless observer and watch the mystery of life unfold. You are the awareness in which all happenings appear, and this is the simple piece of being.